to the Less Stress Family Podcast, where we believe you are fallible and what you do matters. episode 154. I am Justin. And I am Shauna Wood. How are you, honey? I'm good. How are you? I am awesome. I wanted to say thank you to everyone out there listening to us. I hope you're having an awesome day. We are, again, doing a fresh baked podcast on the day of. We always have them prepped like before, but we don't today. So, you ready to go? Let's do it. We got our coffee. We got a relatively quiet house right now because everybody was still pretty much asleep. So we're going to talk today about eight tips for low stress transition and change. I like that. <laughs> let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about the story. Let's talk about how you and I pack when we oh have <laughs> you talk about transition and change as being um, difficult things to do. And I think moving is one of the most difficult things, would you say? I think it's one of the worst things ever. Yeah. And it's it's now that we now that we have a grid for it, we both understand that we approach moving um just totally different. So how do you approach it the wrong way? And I was I'll gonna say right I approach way. it the right way. <laughs> All right. Tell me how you approach it so, and how I approach it. Just generally. So everything and the I, chaos that it leads to. Everything I touch, I wanna like purge it out because I don't want to move it if it's something that I don't really want. So I feel like this is the time that we should be sorting and purging versus your theory. Versus my theory is if we haven't sorted it and purged it out of that box in the past seven years, then I'm just going to move it because it should have been done already because <laughs> I don't have time to sit here all day and wait So for I you. neatly pick up items and wrap them and tuck them into boxes and Justin pretty much takes a snow shovel and just gets it in the truck. Yeah, it just gets in the truck because that's my job to move it. So you're not the one physically moving it and I'm not the one usually organizing it. So it's part of our gifting. But... We have found that that can be very stressful. <laughs> oh my goodness. I think that's one of the worst things in a marriage. Yeah. So we're not moving right now, but when I do think about stressful and transitioning times, ugh, move for us. But now at least we have a grid to be like, I do it the right way. She does it the wrong way. <laughs> and we can, we can start to work at least in the, in, in a direction, right? Okay. So right now everything's changing around us. Um, we were just talking about how a lot of your business stuff is never, you know, you're you're going to this big con- international conference, right? Virtually, right? right. Which <laughs> so, is awesome because yeah. I can attend an international conference and still tuck my kids in at night. Right, and so it's like these top speakers and you know just amazing stuff from what you've told me. But they're just saying, hey, the change in transition isn't going to change, uh, isn't going to uh, go back to normal, right? Right. You were talking about that, right? One of those. I was listening to you most of the time. Okay, so we're going to talk about eight steps, eight things you can do to make your transition and change better and easier for you and for everyone, especially the ones you love. Yes. Okay, so the first one, just maintain a thankful, positive heart. Um, Maintain thankfulness even in the midst of chaos. You can't, a lot of these things are just very simple things, but they are things that we can control. And you can definitely control your thankfulness muscle. And when things are transitioning and changing, uh, it's very important to exercise that muscle a lot. And 
you going to say something? Yes. Well, I was going to say, I just heard in one of those sessions you were talking about the president of the Dale Carnegie training, and he was saying that one of the biggest indicators of how resilient someone is, so your resiliency, like being able to bounce back, being able to adjust in these times of transition, was how positive are you? So if you want to do a better job bouncing back from transition and change, you need to focus on becoming a more positive person. And I would add to that, to be for me to be positive, I have to stay away from negative sources. <laughs> so you might just have to tell friends on whoever you're talking, hey, look, we got this going on right now. I just can't talk. And just stay away from negative stuff. And then it definitely includes the news and TV because there's, you know, that whole, that whole train wreck of of media and things that are just negative it's easy to find but you you just have to be willing to like i'm going to step away from this for a time and season okay next thing uh so number one is being thankful number two try to put a time or a window on that change like for example if you're moving let's just keep it simple not that that's simple but the idea is simple you can say hey the house closes here we're going to do this and then by three months or two months or one month we're going to be in a new place and new thing. Yes. Because if you think about, this was wisdom my mom told me when I was growing up. She was like, if you know that there's an end, you can endure anything. And so she was using the example of being in labor. She was like, you know, it's not going to go on forever. So you can talk yourself through getting through that period. Right. And I use that even for exercise, especially on mornings. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I do not want to do this. I just say, hey, do this and an hour from now. You won't even like, it's a non-issue, you know? <laughs> so, okay, so put a timeline or, um, or a window on that time and transition, at least to the most intense. Now, obviously, if you're in a complex transition time, a month from now, it might still be complex, but there'll be chapters of that that are over, right? Okay, third thing you can do is See it as a challenge, not as a problem, not as an overwhelm mindset. So it's just a slight difference, but basically say, hey, it's that difference between being, uh, what is it called, being stressed and being, uh, what was that study at one point, about being stressed versus being excited about something. It's really the same chemicals and process in our brain. Can you talk about that while I sip on some coffee? (laughs) Well, this is what I was thinking, again, because it's just fresh in my mind as I'm attending this conference. Uh, One of the speakers had said, with unprecedented crisis comes unprecedented opportunity, and that we have the choice. We can focus on the crisis, or we can focus on this is an opportunity for things to get better. And just saying, that's how I view packing. This is an opportunity (laughs) to make things better. (laughs) (laughs) yeah there we go so but no chemically in your brain uh excitement and stress about something can be the same right um it's just the interpretation that's different so we've had things that were difficult that we saw as challenges and exciting in our life we all have things where like oh that was really fun or it was a race or something that you pushed yourself and like oh man that was such a challenge and fun but you've had lesser things that you've seen as like the worst problem ever you know, and it's just that mindset you bring to it really makes such a difference. And I forgot to say, we're doing this podcast really for ourselves today, just because there's lots of change and transition going on. Um, also, so this would be number, so the first one is being thankful and staying positive. Um, second one is put a time frame or window around when 
things are happening. Um, the third thing, see it as a challenge. The fourth thing, see the benefits. See the benefits of what you're doing. The things, um, and that I think that does break down to a loss and gain. Not if you make charts or categories or whatever, you can do that, but probably just in your own head. I mean, there are, it is important to maybe mourn some losses of things, but you're probably doing what you're doing in the transition for some other benefit. So if you can focus on the positive things, honor, I think honor the things that you lose or, you know, um, go back to moving. If you're moving, um, maybe there's some things you lose that you're like, ah, this convenience of this or whatever. So you honor that loss, but then you focus still on the benefits of why you're doing what you're doing. Yes. Okay. So the next thing, um, we have found this so many times. When things are uh, just chaotic and feel stressful, we just need to plan better for the very simple things, like getting all of us to a destination. Just sometimes becomes even more stressful when everyone else is already stressed. Right? Yes. (laughs) So just get, so we just need to plan better for things that we know. So like, like for example, let's just say Sunday morning church. We just need to get everyone have their clothes laid out. If we know like that Friday and Saturday we're going to be gone, it's going to be chaos. We get back late Saturday night, just take that little effort to say, okay, everybody lay out your clothes. Because we know Sunday morning's already going to be chaos anyway. But it's that planning for those little things that can really accelerate you, I feel like, through transition times. I agree. And I think one of those little things is food. Like if you're really stressed out or if you're experiencing a big transition, heck, what? let's say you did a staycation and you remodeled your living room and kitchen. You know, it was a lot more stressful when people's tummies were growling and there was no way to cook in the kitchen. But I had a plan for the food. You know, we're going to do sandwiches here. I'm going to get takeout here, that kind of thing. So I think definitely the simple things that are wrapped up in self-care, like remembering to sleep as you're in this transition period, remembering to do your exercise, remembering to do your quiet time, remembering to drink water. Those simple things can really aid you and keep your stress level from going up a notch. Right, and I would say along with that, just to say, talking about planning better, don't just say, well, we're going to eat out. (laughs) We got this going on, and we're really stressed, so we're going to... Because we all know that trying to pick a restaurant can be stressful. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, that can become a whole other problem and issue in your marriage or your family when you say, oh, well, we'll just go out and eat here. But it's like, uh, you don't know what you're going to eat. You spend an hour driving around. You know what I mean? Um, So, yeah, just plan better for the things that are just... And then almost like over plan, I don't say over planning, but giving more attention to planning is actually lets you feel like you're in control of life, you know? Okay. So the last thing I think I have, no, reflect and journal. Um, and a lot of times you just mentioned that, but when you reflect and journal during transition times, I feel like a lot of times the things that come up are not really about what's happening. They're like deeper issues. And we both have experienced this where we're stressed about something, a day-to-day thing or this week thing. But then as we journal and reflect, we realize our deeper issue isn't what's happening this week. It's something else that's unresolved, maybe from somewhere else in our life. And just realizing that 
gosh, that puts you so far ahead. Even if you don't like solve that problem, the unicorns don't come and <laughs> the leprechauns don't come and fix it. But you realize, hey, this thing that I'm really stressed about has nothing to do with my family really right now. It has to do with work or it has to do with whatever. Oh, yeah. I think that this happens to all of us. And, you know, one of the questions that we just use in life, not just for transition period, but if someone responds with like a level eight response and the trigger or the action that set them off was only like a level two thing, then that's a great warning sign of, hey, you just need to like pause and think through this and reflect on it for a minute because you're reacting to something probably from the past um, and it's having a really big impact on you in the present. So if you can like separate those out and say, okay, actually what is in front of me is not that big of a deal, but I do have this other thing and it touches on that raw nerve. Um, And so even just the act of separating that out allows you to deal with what is actually in front of you with a lot less stress and emotion. Right. Totally. Totally. Okay. So we got two more things here. So I'm going to just review real quick. Stay thankful and positive. Put a time window on this transition, like the next month or so. Uh, See it as a challenge, not as an overwhelming problem. Think about the benefits of why you're doing what you're doing. Uh, Plan better for the simple things that you just have to do in life uh, during this transition time. Reflect and journal. Um, And along with that reflection, number seven, visualize the process and the end result. So think about the process, the difficulties, the challenges you know you're going to have. If you go to moving or you're doing something like that, you're like, hey, I just got to get a truck. Picture that process. Picture, you know, getting whatever, whatever the situation is. Just kind of picture, outline that through your mind. And that is just so helpful for me to realize, okay, is it hard to get a rental truck, for example? No, it's not. Is it hard to move stuff? (sighs) No, it's not fun, but it's not hard either. Then is it hard, you know, and just kind of go through that is a a thing that I think is very helpful. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I like to just visualize the end end while I'm in the middle of something. Even when we were doing that renovation on our house this summer, my end picture was a really nice living room decorated at Christmas. Like I was imagining us sitting there enjoying Christmas by the tree with walls, not studs showing, you know, with a finished ceiling, with all of those things. And I was like, okay, this is going to be worth it. I can push through this because that end result is worth it. Right, right. And so number eight is keep your routine simple. And you might have to, like, for example, when things are chaos, um, you might not be able, like, let's go back to this when we were redoing part of our house, uh, the living room, kitchen, the main part of our house. Um, It was like, I couldn't do the same exercise schedule. I couldn't do this. I was off schedule, but I needed to do something. Like, we went for a walk still. Like, we were like, okay, let's use this walk time to talk through what's the next step, that kind of thing. So, I think my tendency is, when there's lots of transition, I'm like, well, just forget the routine, forget the whatever. And that adds just to lots of stress. So maybe you can't exercise for 30 minutes, but you can exercise for 10, right? You can't maybe journal for the amount of time you'd like to, or that time of day might be a different part of the day. Might be, you just need to sit down, close the door in your room and just take five minutes and, and do, do something though. 
that's related to your normal routine versus just scratching it off the list and be like, well, I just, I'm too busy to do that. Yeah. And I think particularly if you have kids at home or if you have elderly parents that you're caring for at home, if you have anyone that is accustomed to a daily routine and that provides them structure and feelings of safety, then it's even more important that even if you do it just very quickly, but you do some semblance of your normal routine. Uh, We experienced this, you know, when our kids were little and we would go, you know, we would travel somewhere or we'd be at a holiday event. We'd get back late. And so it was like, okay, if, if our bedtime routine normally takes 45 minutes, I'm going to cut it down to 10 minutes, but I'm still going to, you know, sing a super short song or I'm still going to rock them for just a couple minutes. Uh, And that way, just their little bodies are still like, oh, I know what happens next. I'm supposed to sleep. Yeah, that's a great point. And we, we have learned over time, it is better to do less and do the routine just because it keeps all of us. Like even like you're just saying, like maybe your 45 minute routine would help de-stress you through, you know, and the child, but even cut it down to 10 minutes still helps you. (laughs) Like it still helps you transition. And we have learned that it is much better to just slow down the quote progress of the whatever, like for us redoing this uh, kitchen and, and living room was was a train wreck i mean anybody who would have but and there was times where like let's just slow down here and not ruin our whole family's day so that we could just keep some kind of routine going you know and it was and it it, i think there's momentum that still there's a benefit from remembering your family and not just plowing over everybody not that i've read about that in a book (laughs) it's good to to remember that those relationships are more important than the task Right. So I think those are eight things of staying thankful and positive. See it as a a window of time that you you just need to move through. Uh, See it as a challenge, not as a problem. Uh, Think about the benefits and the why you're doing it. Plan better for the simple things that you already, you'll have to do. Reflect on it and as you journal and visualize it and then try to keep some routines simple in your life during the transition. Don't just write them off. So I think that all of these are tips that are really helpful as we're going into the holiday season, because a lot of people have, you know, different transitions that happen then. But also, you know, as a country, America is going through a political time of change. And so, you know, all of these things, you can't always do all eight, but you can always do some number of these things, depending upon the type of transition and change that it is. Um, and so the more you can do, I think the more calm and peace you will experience through the process. Yeah. And it goes back to the things you can control. So that's just the psychology of it. Things you can control, focus on those. Yes. All right, guys, I hope that this has been helpful for you today. We super appreciate you and we want you to know that you are valuable and what you do matters. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook if you look for The Less Stressed Family. You could also connect with us on our website, lsfpodcast.com, or shoot us an email, woodfamily at lsfpodcast.com. Blessings. Thank you.